Hey everyone, Brian here, and I'm wondering, did you set up your ration of snacks for the quarantine, only to realize by mid-morning on the first day of social distancing that you'd eaten everything? No worries. We here at Locked On ACC and the Locked On Podcast Network have your back, thanks to our friends at Postmates. Postmates is an app you can download for Android or iPhone that sets you up with places in your local area that can get you groceries, a prepared meal, or even an adult beverage to take the edge off your cabin fever. Now there's even more reason to try Postmates, because we're taking care of your delivery fees for a week. Just download the Postmates app for your phone, enter the promo code LOCKEDONNBA when prompted, and enjoy $100 in credit off your delivery fees for seven days. You won't have to worry about staying six feet away from fellow shoppers when Postmates brings your purchases to your home. Again, that's Postmates, promo code LOCKEDONNBA, all one word, all caps, for $100 in free delivery fees for the first week. Speaking of snacks, I'm getting hungry. On with the show. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Good day, friends. Welcome to Locked on ACC for Wednesday, March 18th, 2020. Hope you had a safe and happy St. Patrick's Day. Socially distancing. Preferably not distancing yourself from whatever beverage you chose to partake in. Hopefully you had one for me. I don't drink. Anyway, I'm Brian Wilmer. I'm your host. I'm from FB Schedules and from College Hoops Digest. Please follow the program. We are at LockedOnACC on Twitter. You can also email us, LockedOnACC at gmail.com. If you have any takes or voice memos or whatever that you want to share during this period of relative sports silence, we would love to feature them on the program. Just again, keep them clean, keep them of value, keep them somewhat short. You can also follow me on Twitter. I am at Sports Matters. Not all ACC stuff there, but still fun nonetheless. Another trip back in time today, since we can't look at current tournaments, we might as well take a trip back, as we're going to do probably for a while, because this is fun. Yesterday was really interesting. The 1985 tournament, if you've not yet been able to catch it, went back to a time before the three-point line, before the shot clock, And a time when one of the ultimate Cinderella's of all time brought home the hardware. Go back and check that out on your favorite podcast grabber if you didn't get a chance to hear it. Today, we're going to take another trip. So let's go ahead. Everybody pile in. Let's get this thing started. Let's see where we're headed today. We are headed to nearly 20 years ago, back to the year 2001. We'll take a look at some of the goings-on in 2001 around the world, the ACC that year, the NCAA tournament. We'll start by telling you some of the things that went on in 2001. There was one significant thing that went on in 2001. We don't need to recap that on this program, but... You know where I'm going with it. January 15th, the launch of Wikipedia. So everybody's favorite site into which to dive into rabbit holes. Places where you've probably spent far too much of your time. You can credit that to January 15th, 2001. For when your time all became lost magically. January 20th, George W. Bush sworn in as the 43rd president of the United States. March 24th, Apple releases Mac OS X. 
I still call it X. Their long-awaited, as Wikipedia says, since we're going to mention them, their long-awaited next-generation operating system with version 10.0. Apple, later on in the year, on October 23rd, also released the iPod for the first time. Then two days later, Microsoft shares Windows XP with the world. Neither of those things are still in use. Nobody has an iPod anymore, and nobody uses Windows XP anymore. And December 1st, the final flight for TWA, Transworld Airlines, one of the first to get sucked up in the airline uh, mergers and buyouts and everything else that made airlines suck more than they ever really did. A significant celebrity birth in 2001, Haley Deegan, current NASCAR driver, born July 18th. Hard to fathom that. Celebrity deaths that year. January 1st, we lost Ray Walston, who was born in 1914. If you don't know that name right off, you should. He played one of the better movie roles of ever. Mr. Hand in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, among many other things. April 7th, David Graff played Tackleberry in the Police Academy films. Passed away. He was born in 1950. April 15th, Joey Ramone, which hit kind of hard for me being a big Ramones guy. Born in 1951. There's an interesting backstory behind Joey Ramone. Uh, the the U2 song In a Little While was apparently playing when Joey Ramone passed. And Bono referred to it as kind of a gospel song because of that. And there are a lot of other stories behind that song and behind Joey. But great loss in the music industry. June 27th, Jack Lemmon passed. Born 1925. Lorenzo Music passed on August 4th. You'll probably know that name primarily as the voice of Garfield. And November 29th, George Harrison passed. He was born in 1943. So some significant celebrity passings, celebrity births, and other events from 2001. In 2001, your ACC standings, North Carolina won the regular season. They were 13-3, and 26-7 overall. Duke finished tied with Carolina. They were 13 and 3 in the league, 35 and 4 overall. That Duke team averaged 90.7 points a game. Maryland in third, 10 and 6, 25 and 11. Virginia fourth, 9 and 7, 20 and 9. Georgia Tech fifth, 8 and 8, 17 and 13. Wake Forest 8 and 8, 19 and 11. Then NC State 5 and 11, 13 and 16, Florida State 4 and 12, 9 and 24, and Clemson 2 and 14, 12 and 19. There, your 2001 ACC standings. The all ACC superlatives, plaudits, etc., etc. Players of the year: Joseph Forte of Carolina, Shane Battier of Duke, Rookie of the Year Chris Duhon of Duke. The all ACC teams. First team, Alvin Jones, the center from Georgia Tech, Juan Dixon of Maryland, Jay Williams of Duke, Joseph Forte, and Shane Battier. The second team, forward Travis Watson of Virginia, Josh Howard of Wake Forest, Lonnie Baxter of Maryland, Brendan Haywood of Carolina, and Will Solomon, the Clemson guard. Third team, Nate James of Duke, Jason Capel from Carolina, Terrence Morris of Maryland, Roger Mason from Virginia, that'll make a few of my listeners feel old, and Chris Williams of Virginia. Don't want to talk about those Virginia teams. I just, I don't. The ACC All-Freshman team that year, Marvin Lewis, 
from Georgia Tech, Chris Hobbs of Clemson, Michael Joyner of Florida State, Tony Stockman from Clemson, and Chris Duhon from Duke. The ACC All-Defensive team that year, Marvin Lewis, Chris Hobbs, Michael Joyner, Tony Stockman, Chris Duhon. So there, your ACC superlatives, standings, etc., etc. Let's go ahead and take the first break. We'll come back in segment two and tell you about the 2001 ACC tournament and the NCAA tournament still coming up too. You're listening to Locked On ACC, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Locked On ACC. March 18th, 2020. So we take a trip back to 2001 on today's program. You have a year you'd like to have us cover? Let us know. Tweet us, Locked On ACC on Twitter. Send us an email, LockedOnACC at gmail.com. You can also tweet me individually if you'd like to. I'm at Sports Matters on Twitter. We're having fun with this. We've gone back to 1990 to 95 to 85, several other years. Do you have a year you'd like to have us cover? Let us know. The ACC tournament in 2001 went thusly. The first round, Clemson-Florida State in the 8-9 game. The Tigers beat the Seminoles 66-64. Moving on to the quarterfinal of that year. Duke-NC State in the 2-7 game. Blue Devils 76-61 victors. Maryland-Wake Forest, the Terrapins, and Demon Deacons in the 3-6 game. Maryland 71, Wake 53. Carolina over Clemson 99-81 in the 1-8 matchup. And Virginia falls to Georgia Tech 74-69 in the 4-5 game in 2001 in the quarterfinal. On to the semis where Duke beat Maryland 84-82 and North Carolina over Georgia Tech 70-63, setting up the Duke-Carolina matchup that everybody Seemed to want that year for obvious reasons. Wasn't much of a contest. Duke 79, Carolina 53 in that championship game. Shane Battier, your tournament MVP. So the Blue Devils on to the NCAA tournament that year. And to set you up for the NCAA tournament, the sites that year, it was notable for one primary reason. When you start looking at sites, our first ever 4A into a tournament opener in Dayton. More on that in just a minute, but Dayton served as the venue for the opening game. East sites, Greensboro, North Carolina, the Coliseum, and Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum in Uniondale, New York. UD Arena in Dayton in the Midwest. This, by the way, the final year of the whole East, Midwest, Southwest, etc., etc. Also, Kemper Arena in Kansas City, one of the Midwest sites. The Pyramid in Memphis, and the Louisiana Superdome in New Orleans, the South Sites, and the Boise State Pavilion in Boise, and Cox Arena in San Diego for the West venues. The East Regional Final and Semifinal was in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at the First Union Center. The Alamo Dome in San Antonio hosted the Midwest. The Georgia Dome in Atlanta, rest in peace, hosted the South. And the Arrowhead Pond of Anaheim hosted the West. The Final Four in the Triple H Metrodome, as I call it, the Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome in Minneapolis. Mentioned that there was, for the first time ever, an opening game, this being because the Mountain West had its automatic bid. So we had an opening round game 
for the first time ever, that game, two 16 seeds, Northwestern State defeats Winthrop 71-67 in Dayton to become the ultimate trivia answer, the first ever play-in game winner in an NCAA tournament. That the Midwest bracket, Illinois, the number one seed in the Midwest, the Illini beat Northwestern State 98-54. The Illini beat Northwestern State 96-54, then went on to beat Charlotte 79-61. Charlotte, the nine seed, they had beaten Tennessee in the first round, 70-63. Illinois then beat four seed Kansas 80-64. They would then go on and fall to two seed Arizona 87-81 in San Antonio in the regional final, Arizona to the final four. The only ACC representative at that time in the Midwest, Wake Forest, the seven seed, playing in Kansas City, fell 79-63 to 10th seeded Butler in the first round. Butler then was decimated by Arizona in the next round, 73-52. So the Demon Deacons go one and out in the 2001 NCAA tournament in the Midwest bracket. In that game, Wake with three double-digit scorers, Robert O'Kelly with 20, Darius Sangailo with 13, I don't remember that name, and Broderick Hicks with 10. The Deeks, 23 of 59, 39% from the field, 6 of 19 from 3, 32%, 11 of 15 from the line. Deeks only got 26 rebounds in that game. Wake knocked out in round one in the Midwest. So we have a Final Four team, that being Arizona, on to the east, where... To the surprise of absolutely nobody, Duke, the number one seed, also assigned to Greensboro. Not shocking. The Blue Devils thumped Monmouth 95-52 in round one, then went on to play ninth-seeded Missouri after the Tigers beat eight-seed Georgia 70-68. The Blue Devils dispatched of Missouri 94-81, then faced four-seeded UCLA, who had beaten Utah State the round prior. Duke 76, UCLA 63. Duke moved on to face USC in the regional final in Philadelphia. Blue Devils 79, USC 69. So Duke onto the final four, knocking off the Trojans. In that game in Philadelphia, Duke, with four double-digit scorers, only played seven players in that game. Jay Williams 28, Shane Battier 20. Williams, by the way, 10 of 26 from the deck. Chris Duhon 13, Mike Dunleavy 11. The only other players to play in that game, Casey Sanders, who started, who had two points, Nate James, who had four off the bench, and a guy you might know by the name of Carlos Boozer, who played 22 minutes, took two field goal attempts, didn't hit either, and had one point. So Duke on to the final four. We then head to the South, where we had two ACC teams playing in the South region. The first one being Virginia, Virginia, a five seed in that tournament, playing in Memphis, and fell in round one to then 12th seed Gonzaga. Gonzaga knocked off the Hoos 86-85 in an incredibly frustrating game, part of an incredibly frustrating tenure for uh, a lot of Virginia fans. The Hoos in that game had two double-digit scorers, Roger Mason, 11 of 19, from the field, 6 of 11 from 2, 5 of 8 from 3, 30 points for Roger Mason. Donald Hand joined him with 14. 
He was just 5 of 13 from the field, though. Virginia, 31 of 69 from the field, 45%. Listen to some of these names if you are a Virginia fan, just for a trip down memory lane. You're starting five, Roger Mason, Donald Hand, Adam Hall, Travis Watson, Chris Williams, and two of the more memorable names in that lure of Virginia history off the bench, Keith Friel and Stefan Dondon. Ah, uh, yes. Gonzaga paced in that game by Dan Dickow, the future NBA guard. He had 29 points on 9 of 19 shooting. Gonzaga really started to shed the mid-major label right around that time. I'm still not buying into certain sites that are calling them a mid-major. Sorry. Before we go on to the next ACC representative, the one seed in this region, Michigan State, playing in Memphis, opened up with Alabama State. They beat them 69-35. Then clobbered Fresno State 81-65. Fresno, the nine seed. Gonzaga then faced Indiana State in round two as both fifth seed Virginia and fourth seed Oklahoma got knocked off. Gonzaga beat Indiana State 85-68. Gonzaga's run came to an end when it faced Michigan State, falling 77-62. Michigan State on to the regional final, where it did not face the other ACC team. Carolina, the two-seed in this region, came in facing Princeton in New Orleans, beat them 70-48, and then fell in round two, where Penn State beat them 82-74. Penn State, the seven-seed, In that game in 2001, Penn State led by Joe Crispin and Titus Ivory, both with 21. Carolina shot 47% from the field and lost. It placed four scorers in double figures, including, get this, Julius Peppers. Yes, that Julius Peppers with 21 points. Brendan Haywood, 13. Jason Capel and Chris Lang with 12 each. Two future NFL stars in that starting lineup for Carolina. Peppers, 8 of 9 from the field, 21 points, also at 10 boards. And Ronald Curry, future Raiders receiver, 3 of 5 from the field in 35 minutes. He had 9 points. But Carolina bounced in that second round. Penn State then went on to fall to Temple. Temple, the 11 seed, who had beaten 6-seeded Texas and 3rd-seed Florida. Temple beat Penn State 84-72. However, their Cinderella run ended in the regional final. Michigan State 69-62 victors over Temple. So Michigan State on to the Final Four. One more region left to look at, that being the West. You had two ACC teams from the West region. Those being Maryland, the 3-seed, Georgia Tech, the 8 Let's tell you about Georgia Tech first because Stanford, the one seed out in San Diego, they faced off with UNC Greensboro, beat them 89-60. Then Georgia Tech, the eight seed, faced ninth-seeded St. Joseph's. St. Joseph's sent the Yellow Jackets home. 66-62, the Hawks beat the Jackets. Tony Akins and Daryl LaBerry, the only double-figure scorers for the Ramblin' Wreck that day, Akins with 16, LaBerry with 15. Georgia Tech shot just 37% from the field, 20 of 54. They were 3 of 18 from 3, and home went the Jackets in round 1. 
Stanford would advance to the regional final. They would beat St. Joseph's 90-83, then beat 5th seed Cincinnati 78-65. Now on to the other ACC team. Maryland faced George Mason in Boise, beat them 83-80. They would then go on and play Georgia State. Georgia State beat Wisconsin in the first round in an 11-6 matchup, 50-49. Real rock fight of a game. Maryland then beat Georgia State 79-60. Maryland then beat Georgetown 76-66. Would then go on to face Stanford in the regional final. Maryland 87, Stanford 73. So Maryland on to the final four. Had two ACC teams in the final four that year. Five Terps in double figures. Lonnie Baxter with 24. Juan Dixon, 17. Taj Holden, 14. Another, where are they now name? Steve Blake, 13. Terrence Morris, 11. For the Terrapins, who shot 58.2% that day. 32 of 55. Shot just 13 threes, but hit nine of them. 69%. So your final four is set. Like I mentioned, two ACC teams, Duke and Maryland, they would face off against each other. So some ACC on ACC crime. Final break of the program. We'll come back in segment three, the final four. You're listening to Locked on ACC. Stay tuned. More in a minute. Welcome back to Locked on ACC. March 18th, 2020. We are in the final four of 2001 where we have two ACC teams facing off. This again in Minneapolis at the Hubert H. Humphrey Metrodome. Duke, Maryland, Michigan State, Arizona, your two matchups there. Two one seeds, Duke and Michigan State. A three seed in Maryland, a two seed in Arizona. That Duke-Maryland matchup, Blue Devils emerged victorious 95-84 in that contest. Duke trailed by 11 at the half. They were down 49-38. Stormed back and scored 57 points in the second half. Outscored the Terps 57-35 in that stanza. Won the game 95-84. Four Terps in double figures. Juan Dixon, 19. Steve Blake, 13. Lonnie Baxter and Terrence Morris, 10 apiece. Duke placed four scorers in double figures as well. Shane Battier, 25. Jay Williams, 23. Carlos Boozer, 19. And Chris Duhon, 10. For the Blue Devils, Duke shot 43.7%. In that contest, 7 of 27 from 3, 25.9%. Not a very stellar shooting percentage for Duke from the outside, but the Blue Devils did manage to have a huge second half and bounce back in a big way, move on to the championship game in 2001. Who would they face? They would face the Arizona Wildcats, who defeated the last remaining number one seed other than Duke, In the tournament, Wildcats 80, Michigan State 61, giving us a Duke-Arizona matchup for the Natty in 2001. An interesting matchup on paper and fairly compelling in person as well. 82-72, the final. Duke, your national champion, getting their 35th win of the year. Again, four scores in double figures for the Blue Devils. Again, they only played seven players. Seems impossible to fathom when you think of Duke and how deep they've been and what they've managed to accomplish. Made it through a lot of this tournament playing just seven players. 
Mike Dunleavy paced the Blue Devils in this game. 21 points, 8 of 17 from the deck, 5 of 9 from 3 for Dunleavy. Shane Battier played 40 minutes in that game. 7 of 14 from the field, he had 18. Jay Williams, 5 of 15 from the field, he had 16. And Carlos Boozer, 5 of 9 off the bench, mostly in relief of Casey Sanders. Boozer with 12 and 12 boards for the Blue Devils. Arizona, led by Lauren Woods, who had 22 points, 8 of 15 from the field. Richard Jefferson had 19 for Arizona, 7 of 13. Gilbert Arenas and Michael Wright each had 10. Arenas was 4 of 17 from the field, 0 of 4 from 3. The Blue Devils really locked down Arenas. Arizona, 28 of 71 from the field, 39.4%. Just 4 of 22 from 3 18.2% for Arizona. This, by the way, another fact we should add to this tournament, Maryland's first Final Four, the all-tournament team, Jay Williams of Duke, Lauren Woods of Arizona, Mike Dunleavy of Duke, Richard Jefferson of Arizona, and Shane Battier of Duke. Not a lot of ACC players on the all-regional teams, but there were four. The East region in Philadelphia, Jay Williams and Shane Battier, both from Duke. The West, Lonnie Baxter, and Juan Dixon of Maryland, Jay Williams, and Lonnie Baxter, the most outstanding players of their respective regions. So there you have it, the 2001 Year in Review ACC Tournament, NCAA Tournament, all of it. Another year behind us, and like I say, we'll do more of these. If you have a year that you want us to review, please let us know. Tweet us at LockedOnACC, email us LockedOnACC at gmail.com. You can also tweet me. I'm at Sports Matters. If you have memories of these years that we've covered, anything that we may have gone over, be it 1985, 1995, 2000, whatever, send them to us. We'd love to feature your thoughts on the program as well. It is your program as much as it is ours. If you have certain things that you remember from those years, share them with us as well. With that, we'll go ahead and call it a show for March 18th, 2020. If you like what you just heard, fire up your smart speaker tell it to play the latest episode of Locked On NFL Draft. It's about that time. Until tomorrow, I'm Brian Wilmer. This has been Locked On ACC. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you in roughly 24 hours. Take care. Love you. Mean it. <laughs>